Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, in news reports, you often hear something will happen around tea time. But what exactly is tea time? What's dinner time? Is the world gone to hell? Edward Hayden is here, uh, to, uh, the uh, broadcaster, chef, and uh, lecturer at Southeast Technological University, to uh, tell us what all these terms mean. Afternoon, Edward. Good afternoon, Sean. I'm not sure if I'm able to uh, help you resolve that conundrum, but I'll do my best. Right. Now, I, I see, when people say tea time in Ireland, I always think that's kind of a British thing. It's the British have tea. We don't have tea. Well, I suppose it all depends on your context and what your lived reality and context is. Um, I think for some, you know, tea time would always have been at five o'clock. I think in the in the past, and of course the world and my world and everyone's world has certainly changed. But I think, you know, if we were to go back to the, the very stereotypical uh, view of dining, you know, breakfast was probably eight, dinner was at one, tea was at five, and then maybe supper was at eight or half eight, and then you were toddling off to bed with yourself at 10 o'clock or half 10, but um, listen, for many, <laughs> with, that's With no chronic indigestion based on all, all that stuff. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, 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 oh, actually, so, because you mentioned supper, so supper is, that's what supper is, it's after you have your dinner, you have something else. Yeah, I'd say it all depends. I mean, I, if I'd be I'd be using a sleeping generalization by saying that, you know, supper might be something that people in the country are more familiar with. But I think supper for some would be about eight, half eight. That could be like a little slice of toast and a bit of cocoa or it could be, uh, you know, maybe a little ham sandwich and uh, a mug of tea or something like that. I suppose, uh, again, whilst avoiding sleeping generalizations, you know, people in the farming community maybe would have dinner in the middle of the day then mm. they could have like a hot tea because obviously something like that uh, where you're uh, expending a lot of energy you know you obviously need more um, food to uh, to fuel the body so I think that's where it comes in from but now I think you know for example if I was to use myself like I'll probably have my dinner this evening about six half six so that will now be my dinner and that will probably be my last meal of the of the day I might sneak a cup of tea and a biscuit before uh, before I hit the bed. But mm. um, I think that people's lives have changed, Sean. The working environment, the working community has changed, you know, fundamentally. Um, how people live their lives have changed. So I think uh, a majority of people that are in uh, a working environment now are having their dinner. I was even just saying to your researcher, um, Emily, a little bit earlier on, like if I use my sister as a kind of a, a benchmark, you know, she has a husband and three children. You might have 20 minutes to come in and eat and get the dinner, you know, clean up after it, deal with whatever dilemma is to be dealt with. And then you're out the road to um, hurling or soccer or athletics or drama or whatever activities around. So people are very busy. So meals have to fit in around that. Yes. And, but was there a period, do you think, was it ever the case um, that, that people used to, everyone in Ireland or the mass majority of our uh, people in Ireland used to have like an actual dinner at what we call now lunchtime? Yeah, well, I think wasn't it Jackie Healy Ray that said down in mm. uh, in Kerry that the last thing that defined ordinary Irish people were those that had their dinner in the middle of the day. Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, that's for some now the dream. And I think, you know, many people might try to emulate that sort of a situation uh, at the weekend. That Sunday could be that day of yeah. communally feasting, you know, that you might kind of put on a joint and all the trimmings and sit down and have it together. 
But, you know, I'm sure your house is no different than a lot of people's houses. People are running and fleeting and you're, you're grabbing a bit on the huff um, as well. So I think when, you're, when there is that opportunity to share a meal, you know, I mean, whether, whether you believe or not, I think that the dining experience is kind of akin to that biblical connotation, you know, that breaking of bread together, that shared experience, that shared endeavour. I mean, that's the dream. But um, <laughs> alas, it's not always the reality. And that's the thing. I, I think you're spot on there that most people won't have a, a dinner during the day, except for maybe on a Sunday. And then you have yeah. dinner during the day. But sure, then you want to go to sleep. So that's probably why you, you get nothing done if you do that on a weekday. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, Sunday is that later day. Uh, in our house, I always kind of say Sunday is, is housekeeping day. So for me, I'm hectically busy all week. So I love to get up the weekend, uh, maybe a little bit later on a Sunday and kind of just loll around the house without having a shower, without getting fully dressed. And, you know, wash the floors and scald the dishwasher and uh, uh, try and catch up on a bit of laundry and that sort of thing. And then maybe either go out for something to eat or cook a really nice meal, you know, roast a few carrots and parsnips, put in the, the roast chicken, you know, make a nice homemade gravy. And then, yeah, just veg out and uh, read a book or watch a bit of telly or sit outside. Uh, even though looking out at the window, I'm looking out at here now, you wouldn't sit you wouldn't sit near a window, never mind sit outside. No, today is the day for having your dinner during the day, uh, it, it must be said. Big pot, big pot of stew. Yeah, God, that'd be lovely. And then take your advice and go to bed. Yeah, that's it. And, and you know, I, spe- I suspect as well, you know, lunch is becoming, lunch isn't even a sit-down thing. Lunch is just something you have very quickly, you shovel it in, and then because, you know, you, you've work to be doing. Of course, I think there's now become a functionality around lunch, isn't it? That being said, I mean, if you look at kind of the, the food service providers and the operations that are available at lunchtime, I mean, lunch has become increasingly sophisticated. The old ham sandwiches are gone out the window. So now we're for work and we might be going into kind of a really nice um, deli. And I think a lot of the kind of the delis and cafes and coffee shops around the country are, are, have really stepped up to the plate in terms of to present uh, that sort of an elevated food experience. Experience. So now we're kind of having our char-grilled halloumi and we're having our coronation chicken wraps with toasted almonds in the middle of the day. And I would hazard a guess, whilst I have no evidence to back it up, Sean, but I'd hazard a guess now that lunch um, for a lot of people or people that are having lunch out or dining out at lunchtime, I'd hazard a guess to say that's now their main meal of the day during the week. And the evening is very much a kind of a more grab and go. It's yeah. the kind of the, yeah. the toast or the wheat bake or, uh, you know, something handy and convenient because well, well time, for is, them. time is obvious. Well for well them, for them. <laughs> Well for them. Uh, uh, Edward, thanks a million uh, as ever. That was Edward Hayden there, uh, culinary lecturer at Southeast uh, Technological University. Someone says dinner is the same as supper, uh, usually at 6pm uh, onwards. Now, there you go, d- differing definitions of what supper actually is. Uh, someone says, I grew up in the countryside in Cork. And when not in school, we'd have the dinner at one each day, and my parents still do. Supper was then at six, which would be tea and a couple of slices of bread or jam or toast. Uh, Someone else says, I used to go on holidays to my cousin's house uh, out in the back of beyond in the 80s. Uh, I know, I know they're back of beyond. Uh, That's just beside in the middle of nowhere, isn't it? Uh, They'd have a full fry at 8.30am, then a full roast between 12 and 1pm. I just couldn't stomach it. It was a shock to the time. That's big eating, all right. Uh, I think the big difference, as another texture, is that the dinner we eat in the evenings is a big meal. 
so there isn't room for supper. Yeah, generally. Or maybe something very, you know, small much later on. Uh, what about supper? Generally have no idea if it's dinner itself or a meal after dinner. Well, there you go. You got, uh, you're got you probably none the wiser after all that. Hang on. Supper came after dinner. Four meals a day. I'd be rolled into bed. Uh, and someone else says, tea time in our house used to be well after dinner. We'd throw ourselves down ar- around 6.30 or 7pm, put on the kettle, have the chat with the corned beef sandwiches and the club milks, says Dan. Nice one, Dan. So you'd have your dinner and then you'd have a few club milks as well. And uh, Hugh says, John B. Cain uh, always said, uh, the plain people of Ireland were those who had their dinner in the middle of the day. Now, of course, that was stolen by a well-known politician as well later on. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm. With Anna Glaze. On News Talk.